took the last week off um, to kind of reset ourselves. Life kind of caught up with us, and we also wanted to do some planning for the future of the podcast and get some things lined up for the next couple months, which we are super excited about, and we can't wait for you guys to hear what's, um, what's coming up. Uh, so on today's episode, we are actually just going to kind of do a little Q&A session with each other. Um, we're probably going to ask the same question to each other, but it'll be in relation to the fitness industry and then in relation to nutri- nutrition. So um, the big question that I'm going to ask Molly that how it relates to fitness is what is the most common misconception or misconceptions, plural, that you see at the gym? So the I'm just first, dive right into it. Yeah, the <laughs> first thing that comes to mind for me is so often when people come into the gym, uh, whether that's for personal training or group classes, whatever it might be, their hesitation, it seems like before they even got through the door, was this idea that they had to be at a certain level before they came through that door. So um, that is so, so far from the truth. And at the same time, I know everybody has dealt with it. And my own personal story includes that same lie. Um, It took me a good two years of friends inviting me to come to Fit Factory before I even stepped through that door. So um, I think we just have to get out of our own heads and realize that as it is with anything in life, you're never going to be fully prepared for it. You're never going to be the best at something when you start. So allow yourself to start. Um, I did the same thing. I like worked with Libby, who is um, the person who started Fit Factory. Um, I hired her for personal training because I wanted to get to a certain point where I felt comfortable yep. in the class. And then I took my first class and by no means was I, I mean, I was in the corner, like breathing heavy, but, but <laughs> I could have right. done the class, you right. know, I just put that into my head that oh, I wasn't fast enough or I wasn't strong enough or I didn't know what I was doing. And in reality, I would have totally been fine right. popping into the class, especially if the atmosphere here is so welcoming. And when you have good coaches, it makes such a, such a big difference. Well, and I think another thing I always hear is when somebody does come through that door and it's their first class, they feel like they have to justify and say, man, I'm, I'm, this is going to kill me. I'm going to be dead at the end of the class. And first of all, it's not going to kill you. I always say you're going to pass out before you die. First of all, but I've never seen that. Happen. Also I haven't mean. seen that happen. Um, so I, I truly believe we just have to continue to have the grace with ourselves and encourage ourselves with that reminder that you've got to start somewhere and where you're starting is great. It's okay. It's a good thing. Um, and you're going to improve and endurance is going to come quicker than you expect. And strength is going to come quicker than you expect. And that's the exciting stuff to be able to measure. So let yourself dive in. Um, and honestly, this can carry over in anything. So I think that's just, my encouragement that goes along with that misconception is if you have hesitation and you're talking yourself out of something before you've even started, it's just not fair. Um, you deserve to try something. And if I would have known the changes that came in my life by coming to the gym and starting, I would have started 
the day I was invited, um, rather than waiting those two years to get through the door and trying to find something that might work better just because I was nervous and I thought I could do something on my own. Um, and it wasn't nearly as much fun. So that would be my number one. Um, I also feel like I'm going to say this just from personal experience. You can't come into a gym full of, full of people at all different levels and compare yourself to Mm -hmm. someone who's been coming for three years. Like it's, it's not fair to yourself. Um, and it's not fair to that person who's been working their butt off for the last three years. Like, you know, give yourself appreciation for where you are. That's the fact that you're starting and that we all started from, from, you know, square one. And that looks different to different people depending on, your background and if you grew up playing sports or if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that that's another common thing is to come into the gym and like look at the person next to you and think, Oh, well she's doing that. So I should be doing that too. No. Three years later. Yeah. And, and as a coach, I can do that some days, but yeah. it's, I, I tell anyone who walks through the door um, or comes to personal training with me, just allow yourself to be new at this, allow yourself right. to start and give yourself two to three weeks. And you're going to have, amazing and noticeable changes and um, progress so I definitely agree with that I experience it I see it with all different levels Um, and at the same time I always say too to anyone who's starting I say at any given time if you allow yourself to take a breather and rest when your body tells you you need to if you look around the room you'll notice multiple people doing the same thing and they might be two weeks into their fitness journey they might be two years in but that given day somebody else is taking a rest at the same time and allowing themselves the grace to catch the breath catch up and be where they are that day um that's another thing I think whether you're starting you're years into your journey with whatever your fitness experience is Allow yourself to be where you are that day. Give 100% that day. What is your 100% that day? Um, That may be a whole new level and just this impressive um, front-of-the-pack performance that day, or it might be just moving through the movements that day and getting through it and doing that maybe at lighter weight or a slower pace than normal, but allow yourself to give you're 100% for that day and be really proud of that. I think that's something that I've been trying to keep in mind myself and remind um, gym members and personal personal training clients as well um, to come as you are, but to show up and just fully honor what it is that you can bring that day. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I think that that's also something that I've been... um, learning especially over the last few months just like the days when I know I just need to come in and break a sweat as opposed to the days where I feel like I've got a lot to give you know well first of all you're not gonna you're not gonna have 100% to give every day you're not gonna be performing at your at your best every single day and I like when what you said with give 100% of what that looks like that day yeah I think I think it's this shift that 100% doesn't have to be a consistent um, definition of 100% day after day. Yeah, Um, you're still going to get great things out of coming to the gym. You're still going to reap the benefits. And 
um, all of that from just being consistent yep. for coming. And I don't think anybody ever regretted coming for a workout, like mm-hmm. especially on, but you know, you know, the days when your body needs a break mm-hmm. and you need to take rest. And, but you also know the days where you're just trying to make excuses because you don't really feel like coming. But know that when you leave after breaking a sweat, you feel a lot better, and that helped with whatever you're battling with that day, or and so on. So, yeah. So that would be, I guess, one or two of the most common misconceptions that I hear. Yeah. Um, as a coach and in fitness, Taylor, I guess I would ask you the same question when you're looking that at that from a nutrition standpoint what's the biggest misconception that you hear if oh man um (laughs) if I'm thinking about nutrition for females I would say the biggest misconception is like how much food to eat um yeah yeah and I've I've heard that a lot over the last couple months lately um and it's like when 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 you realize or when someone tells you that, hey, actually, you should be eating more food, that's like the greatest thing ever to hear, right? That was like, the number one thing that caused me to sign up to try macros. Wait, I get I to eat her? I get to eat like cereal at the end of the day and yeah. just add in more food? Yeah, exactly. That would be that would be the number one misconception that I think that I hear. And, then, and specifically with that, um, females who are active and who do some type of physical activity – I mean, nine times out of ten aren't eating enough protein either. Um, like, you know, eating ten grams of protein at a meal is not enough protein at the end of the day, and you wonder why you're hungry, and you wonder why, you know, maybe things aren't changing in a way that you would think that they would they would change or whatnot. Um, that is a huge, huge misconception, um, and I, I don't mean that to say like, oh, go crazy and eat all the food. I mean, you can, I guess. I have days like that where I just like feel like I'm literally eating everything that I see, and that's fine. Some days I need to do that, but it's just finding finding that happy medium of feeling well-fueled and feeling like you actually are eating enough. And I, I think as women, um, I know I've said this, and I'll keep saying it, like I sound like a broken record, but um, we it's it's been ingrained into our minds that like less is more so that translate in, that translates into eating less food weighing less you know being smaller um i think that could probably even translate into fitness with like lifting lighter weights because women are afraid 100%. of bulking up if they you know lift heavy weights and i think heavy is relative it's relative to everyone just depending on what's heavy for you um but and I'll, I'll let Molly talk, touch on that in a minute because I'm sure that there's, I know there's a lot to say there too. But, um, yeah, that that would be probably the top misconception is we are not eating enough food. But you know, it's it's almost like we don't know any better because that's what we've always been told. Um, but another another misconception that I see, I think I would probably blame on social media is like I keep seeing all these healthy fads. And I'm sorry, but if you don't have your nutrition checked to where, like, if you don't like to eat vegetables, you're not really going to benefit from drinking a matcha latte or drinking, like, an adaptogen smoothie. It's just, it doesn't really work like that. I would just say start simple, get the basics in check, and then if you want to spend the extra money on, you know, supplements or matcha or 
which I think tastes like dirt, by the way. I don't like, like I know people it. like it, and I that's like and it I'm not all. I'm not hating on it because I should probably try a different kind. But I remember when we were in Portland, you were at your certification class, and I was <laughs> I had this like brunch by myself, which was a, it was incredible. It was a beautiful day. A I beautiful out. brunch? Would you, why wouldn't you put a beautiful matcha latte there? Well, I got the matcha latte after brunch because I was on such a high from the day going so well. I was like, well, I'm just gonna get a matcha latte too. You know, I got an iced one, or I think it was cold. You got an iced one. Like a boba tea matcha latte, which I could have been trying too many fads at once because, like, (laughs) bubble tea or boba tea, whatever it is, that's a fad. And then matcha, and then uh, whatever it was, had some cool straw. I think I don't. I remember walking into the place. It was in Portland. It was trendy. It was in Portland. Listen, I was just trying trying to blend in, trying to not look like a tourist, which I didn't succeed at. But um, I remember walking into the shop and. It was, I wish I could remember the name of it because it was really, really a cute little shop. Um, but there was no one else in there, so I felt like comfortable saying, like, hey, never tried this before. What do you recommend? I like this, this, and this. So she hooked me up with something. I remember walking out the door. I was like, I'll wait and taste it when I get out of here. I remember walking out the door, and I was like, I just paid $7, and this one swig is all I'm going to take. That was my experience with my first <laughs> And, and maybe it's, maybe it's better hot, but anyways. Mine was hot. It wasn't better. Okay, so. We're just not about matcha. If you have matcha recommendations, I am all about, like, trying something. I, in reality, the only food that I, like, won't eat is oysters, and that's just because I had a bad experience with them one both. time. Um, but I'm, like, 100% open to trying new things, and um, basically, I'm not hating on matcha. That is, you do you. But at the end of the day, if you think you're benefiting by drinking something like that as opposed to eating like vegetables, you know, with for dinner, then it's not it's not it doesn't work that way. Like there's no magic. It can be cheaper and it can be simpler. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no magic solution that like a the tea talks crap. Yeah, it's like just like, keep it simple. Keep to the things that you enjoy. If you right. enjoy matcha or fill in the blank with whatever um, trend may be out there, yeah, enjoy it and love it. But you also know that that's not changing your life. Yeah, <laughs> that's not like you can keep to something that's simpler or have some of the things that are tagged as unhealthy you can have those things within that balance that we always talk about we always come back to yeah and still have really good results and feel good and you maybe I feel like you maybe were trying to say donuts yeah yeah I got that she kind of gave me a look but she like wasn't going to say it so (laughs) you can have a donut you can have it it's been a long time since I've had donuts actually I think it's been since we on our Instagram, we had donuts back in January. No, it was my birthday when we OD'd on donuts. Oh. Did you have a donut on my birthday? I don't think so. That was when, yeah. We had, no, wait, I did. I think that we back. had a lot of donuts. I didn't really count that. Then I just I couldn't do it. Anymore. I didn't really count that because I had like a fourth of a blueberry cake donut. Mm. I went for the ice cream, <laughs> which you can also eat. <laughs> See, balance all the things. But I agree with you that. There are so many things that we see out there, and it's like, man, that person is so healthy, and they're doing this the right way. And it's like, first of all, what is the right way? Second of all, right, that's there are a lot of benefits to a vegan diet for some people, but I really like meat. So, I also understand 
that for my body, I need that protein. If I went vegan, it's going to be so dang hard for me to maintain. I, my family raises beef cattle. Yeah, it's not an option for you. So vegan is not like, I didn't really understand it for a long time. And I completely understand it now because I've educated myself on it because I want to understand. Um, and I totally respect people who choose that path. Um, but it just like was never in the cards for me. Um, I mean, I used to show cows and they were sold for beef, for the beef, for the beef. (laughs) Um, And I think that too, we've been talking a lot lately and very recently about the idea that just because we are not vegan, we have not chosen to be vegan. Um, doesn't mean that for someone that isn't the right decision Um, for, uh, yeah, for a list of reasons. It might be just actually what you believe in and you stand behind that. And I fully respect and encourage that. I also acknowledge that whether it's vegan or paleo or whatever you yourself try to follow, it may not even be one of these key words or these key um, diets or ways of eating. There are so many. There's so many. I, it's, it's hard for me to keep up with everything. Well, it's like if I hear something new, I try to look it up and read about it just so I feel like somewhat educated yeah. on like what's out there and what people are doing and what people are interested in. But Well, I think with that, it's like whatever that may be, you hear the stories of how somebody did their first 30 days of Whole30. They did their first attempt at it and they noticed these amazing results or changes in their health or somebody who tries paleo and it changes something about their health or something they've battled for a long time or somebody who cuts out um, gluten and they realize there was an intolerance that was causing all these additional problems that is so specific to each person so it's that's why I fully support trying these things and if you're having issues, whether that's gut issues or heck, migraines, skin issues, whatever it is, well. trying yeah. to play around with some of these things and eliminating some things or just cleaning up whatever you're eating and doing that still with the balance and the moderation, that's what I promote. That's what I think is why these fads are out there. And I. I think they can be, I don't want to even necessarily call them fads because for somebody it's not a fad. For somebody it's, that's their way of life. A lifestyle and a change that they made because it helped them. Yeah. I think, um, speaking as a person who has been on both sides of the spectrum of being extremely, extremely strict with what I ate, um, to the point where I like wasn't able to enjoy just day to day life with like, social situations, I guess, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I 100% support Whole30, and I, I think that everyone should try it at, at, once in their life, I got so choked up about it, couldn't even talk, everyone <laughs> 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 should just try it, should try it once, because I think that you can learn a ton about your body, and a ton about how your body reacts to food, not to mention, I slept like a rock every oh, time yeah. I ate Whole30, like, I had, I slept so well, but anyways, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a sustainable lifestyle for everyone, which I tried to do. Like I tried to take that whole 30 into a whole 365 and 
like didn't go out with friends and I would freak out in dinner situations where I wasn't preparing my own food. And, um, that just, while I guess it served a purpose at that point in my life, just was not sustainable, was not enjoyable, um, long-term for me. So then I kind of went off the opposite of the spectrum where I was like binge eating, you know, sometimes and it would not necessarily be, um, healthy food and, you know, now working with a coach for the last like seven or seven or eight months just to kind of learn what it's like to find a good balance in taking care of my body, eating, eating healthy for self-care and self-love, but also going out if I want to have a couple of drinks with friends or if I want to have ice cream for your birthday or like, you know, in the past I would only have a sweet, like, I would have, like, red velvet cake if I was celebrating my own birthday. Or I would just not have any cake because I was like, that's just a waste of time. I don't need the cake. No, eat the freaking cake. Like, cake is good. I always eat the cake. Eat the cake. Speaking, I'm speaking from those years when I, I didn't eat it. I'm trying to make up for it now. I'm trying to eat all the cake. And, um... <laughs> Just the cake, cake that I like. I had carrot cake this last weekend. Oh, the best. So good. So yeah, <laughs> tying that back up, most common misconceptions that I see in nutrition are that women, A, don't eat enough calories or food, just in general. We're not eating enough. B, we're not eating, eating enough protein specifically. Um, I could touch on low carb and low fat as well, but that's like that could be a different day. Um, and then healthy fads. I think it's just important to start with the basics of getting your health in check before you kind of get consumed by all the other extra stuff. So those would be my top three. Yeah. I'll quickly just as one last one, go back to, because Um, yeah, yeah. Lifting weights. Um, so that is absolutely true. So this misconception, misconception would be, that Before I started working out. if I walk through the door and I show up at a gym and I pick up a weight or a barbell or go anywhere near a barbell, I might bulk up, um, especially as a female. I am here to tell you that's not true at all. Weight training is so incredibly important. And in a time and a culture that quickly can become obsessed with high cardio and go to the gym and hop on a machine and do cardio for 30 minutes, an hour longer, whatever it might be, or just run so that you can lose weight or it's a transactional experience of I eat this, so (coughs) I'm going to now go run this long to make up for what I just ate. That in itself is not going to produce results and just a whole body result. You're going to lean down and at the same time, you're not gaining strength. You're You're not running on fumes. You're running on fumes. And I truly believe in some sort of weight. It doesn't have to be a barbell. It doesn't have to be the heaviest kettlebell in the gym, but you will not bulk up if you bump up from the weight that you started at. If you start 
using a 25 pound dumbbell or a 35 pound kettlebell or anything heavier, that is not what's causing you to bulk. The females and males who bulk up because they're lifting weight are doing that because A, it's their job, B, it's their main goal, and they are spending hours upon hours upon hours in full-time job. Eating to bulk, working out to bulk, doing that. So if you start working out and you start realizing, hey, I've been doing this and I'm noticing my body's changing in these ways. From my personal experience, I noticed where I was putting on muscle, I wasn't bulking. I went from a pretty unhealthy low muscle build because I sort of was on that cardio mindset of I'm kind of withering away because I'm leaning out, but I'm not leaning out. It's easy to see that now. Right. But like back then we just thought I've got to be smaller. Then I was just, that's what I I thought I was healthy. And then I started realizing when I wanted to do anything active, I didn't have endurance and I had been an athlete in high school and all through high school and year round. And I started to realize my endurance was so much lower. So when I stepped into the gym, I started using kettlebells and dumbbells and not at a heavy weight. Um, I think back to what I did when I first walked through the doors of the gym. And now I'm, I am using a barbell. I'm working with heavy weight and I love mixing that into my routine throughout the week. Um, but I'm gaining lean muscle and initially I probably had that freak out that so many people do of, Oh my gosh, my sleeves are a little bit tighter. It's like, well, no kidding. You're becoming a healthier build and you're not, you can also carry all your groceries in in one trip. (laughs) And it's, it's realizing that at the end of the day, I, I think I've said this before, but in my first year of being at the gym and starting to work with weight training and things like that, I gained 20 pounds. That was mostly 20 pounds of muscle. And at the end of the day, my sizing for clothes and things like that did not change. Things fit a little bit differently in certain areas of my body, but I wasn't going up. I wasn't gaining four sizes along with that weight. It was that my body was looking different and my build just carried muscle finally, which has made my overall life, my energy, my quality of life, my endurance on things, my ability to carry my groceries, all of my groceries in. I love that. It's such an empowering feeling, especially as a woman to feel like, I think I told you I like ordered a mattress. Yeah. And it got delivered. um, And I was, I mean, there was no one at home when I got there and Except for my neighbor sitting outside watching me, um, and the box was like Thanks for your help. Box neighbor. was like lift with a team, and it said a hundred pounds. I was like, oh well, I'm about to just show this guy up that's sitting smoking a cigarette on his porch watching me. And it was a super like cumbersome box, like it was not an easy like just like a barbell, just pick it up and put it down. <laughs> um, so I remember like getting it in the house myself, picked it up, walked it in the house, and you know thinking. Thank you, Fit Factory, for encouraging <laughs> me to lift weights and feeling very independent. Like, I can do things as a woman without having to call someone for help or without having to wait for someone to come help me. Yeah. But real quick, while you were talking about um, talking about bulking and the fear that women have of lifting weights and bulking, I went ahead and Googled 
some quick health benefits of weight training for women. And the top seven, I think, are extremely important. Um, the first one says gain strength without bulking. <laughs> the second one is lose body fat because weight training builds muscle, and as lean muscle increases, so does your metabolism. Mm-hmm. Win. Um, third one is decreased risk of osteoporosis, so health longevity. Uh, third one is reduced risk of overall injury. So you could totally injure yourself trying to carry groceries in, you know, if you don't have that, yeah, that gun strength. You're, and as, along with that, I will say coming back from injury, that muscle, when I started here at the gym, I had lower back issues. I had had an injury on my lower back and it was weak and it hurt a whole heck of a lot. And I was going to the chiropractor doing all these things within a couple of months of doing some weight training and working out and strengthening my back and my core that pain is gone. I haven't had that pain. I've never gone back to that pain. And that is so much because of the fact that I was strengthening and I am protected from future, uh, from future injuries, but also helping the past and helping my recovery and healing from past injuries. Yeah. We see that all the time here in knees and backs and shoulders and all the different body parts. Yeah. So reduce risk of injury, burn more calories, improve your posture and reduce back pain, which I will definitely speak on. I have, I'm sitting here slumped over right now, but if you could see our setup, you'd understand why. Um, I used to have terrible posture. Like, so, I mean, it was bad and I probably still don't have the best, but it's gotten worlds, worlds better than it was. And then finally, the last thing is Probably one of the best ones. Enhance mood and reduce stress. Amen to that. Why why not? (laughs) So I think one thing I do want to speak to and encourage is something that I've told a lot of um, people that I coach and train. If you are hesitant or afraid to use heavier weight, A, Start somewhere. Start with some weight, and it can be light. Start seeing the benefits and the results of that. See how your body responds to it, and adjust from there. If you you feel good, you'll know if you want to go up in weight. Um, take the challenge from a coach or a trainer. If they try to show you, um, trust them to give you more weight and try it. You don't have to do that every time. This is my number one piece of advice that I give Um, especially females, if you start noticing that you're building muscle in a place that you don't want to, we can adjust. We can modify, and some days you might go heavier. The next day you may come in and you may do high reps at lower weight, which is going to help with um, still getting that weight training but building lean, long muscle. You're still also getting a lot of cardio in with that. So there are ways to mix it up so that you're not having to lift heavy weight all the time. And heavy, again, like Taylor said before, is totally relative and changes from person to person. Mm -hmm. So a heavy weight might be a 35-pound kettlebell, or it might be if you're in barbell work and doing that, that might be 200 pounds on the barbell for you that day. You might not want to do that heavy weight every single day. I don't. I have days that I just want to move. So it's like everything else we've said, Listen to your body. If you notice 
your body's changing in certain ways, let's adjust it a little bit. But I promise you that heavier kettlebell is not causing you to bulk. Yeah. Try it. So that would I mean, be my last little bit. Not to sound cheesy, but it might cause your confidence to bulk. <laughs> oh, good one. But a thing. All of those things um, are just the little bits of lies and misconceptions that we hear from time to time or all the time. Yeah. Um, and some of them tie into things that we've already talked about on the podcast. Some of them are things that we undoubtedly will talk about again and again and again. Um, but we genuinely hope that you hear these things and if you have questions or doubts or concerns or just are interested in talking about them more, let us know. We also are planning on continuing to do Q&A episodes. So we would love for you to send us any questions that you have for us, about us, um, whatever you think of. They can be serious, funny send them our way and we're going to keep those kind of stockpiled for the coming Q and a episodes. So we've got that ahead. We've got some awesome interviews that we're hoping to have on the next, um, two or three episodes. So there's a lot to look forward to and thanks for being patient with us as we took last week off, but we are back and ready to go. We back. Um, but yeah, we're grateful for you guys and hope that this offered some good insight and we will talk to you guys again soon.